Yeah. So, anywho. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, we have a lot of notes. <laughs> we do. Um, let's kick things off. Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome. Um, we are going to do a little shameless plug in the beginning because I want to promote something that is exclusive to Patreon. We just published an exclusive episode on Patreon where I eat a bunch of snacks from the UK that Simon sent to us of Raven's podcast. So go join patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. Um, I made it available to all tiers for that particular mini episode it is a video so you get to watch me experience the foods some good some mm, not great <laughs> i guess is a polite way of putting it this may be the first intercontinental uh resnaculus so you know kudos yeah. kudos to you for for getting we that need together. to come up with a list of american ones to send simon okay Hopefully ones that we can find on Amazon because he could not ship them to me. Really? Like because of international customs and all that stuff. He had me order stuff that I could find off of Amazon and then he sent me the money for it. That's wild. You know, kind of thing. So you can literally ship somebody a trophy shaped like a chili pepper, but you can't ship ship them an actual chili pepper. That's sad. Uh Uh-uh. Huh. The more you know. Now, I wonder how those companies get away with it that actually do ship you snacks from like you know japan and the uk and stuff because d and i have done that before i I would assume that they just gain access to them and they're paying they're either paying really high fees i think that was the case like we we did you know we don't want to pay overpay for something like that right or they have like multiple offices where they can you know get things like there, you know, if you're getting something that has UK snacks or something from that company, maybe they have a California-based office, like warehouse. Oh, that's a good point too. Like they get it drop shipped or something, and then right. they just parse it out, but make it look like and it's, it's coming. And it's cheaper because they're shipping in big quantities to themselves. Right. I don't know. Right. I'm sure there's plenty of ways around that. But no, that makes perfect like, sense. You know, just a, right, just a person sending to another person. It's it's not. It wasn't really feasible to do. So we just. He had me go on we, – we were on FaceTime, and he had me go on Amazon and just, <laughs> you know, pick out everything that he was like, oh, you need this, you need that. So I, I'm trying to come up with those. They don't have Pop-Tarts over there. Interesting. So that's one thing. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Let me help no with Pop-Tarts. that. He's never had Sunkist. Okay. And Sunkist is a really big thing on One Tree Hill because it's like a sponsor for a period there. Huh. So I wonder I if they go I wonder if they go by like a different brand name over in, in other markets, you know? I'd almost think that's the case. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean he said Fanta is there. Like Coke is everywhere, obviously. Yeah. So Fanta would be everywhere. But I know like but, Lay's yeah. Lay's has another name that they go by. Walkers. Walkers. That's what it yeah. is. Yes, exactly. I yeah. don't understand why, but hey, you know, if it gets them there, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, I don't know either. We should ask Simon. Let's go. Let's let's Google. Let's text Simon right now and see if he answers. I don't think he will because I think it's quite late there. Ah, well, we're going to text him anyway. There you go. (laughs) Matt and I want to know (laughs) why are Lay's chips? 
And if he gives you an in-depth answer at this time, I'll be highly Mm -hmm. impressed. I'll be highly impressed. But, of course, we can go on while we wait for him to come back. (laughs) While you're doing that, since we've gotten that cheap plug out, by the way, if you want to check it out, patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. As Lex said, any tier. That's a lot of fun. We got all kind of other stuff over there too. It just so happens that this is Listener Appreciation Month. At first, I was going to call it Patron Appreciation Month, or the P A M Pam. Yeah, that sounds right. Or you know, Fan Appreciation Month. But when it comes down to the facts, when it comes down to the nitty gritty, the listeners are also my friends in a lot of ways. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. you who I have come to really admire over these years and really appreciate. Um. And there's no better example of that than some of my favorite people, whether they're listening or not, <laughs> which I hope they are. <laughs> the Oliveira sisters from right here in Chicago, Gabby, Denise, mm-hmm. and Angie. That's right. So I know we bring them up a lot on the show, uh, individually and in mass, but these are some of the coolest women that I have ever known in my life. They are just so generous across the board. So, um, Gabby actually spent one of her birthdays with us at a, at the live show that we did at State mm-hmm. 773 a couple years back. So I was really, I was really touched that that was a choice that was made. It was between that and Me I too. think Santa Gold or something like that. And we won. So that's kind of whatever like, it was, it was cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Denise and Lucy, uh, they came and gave me a special delivery during the pandemic. They gave, uh, gave D and I, uh, some snacks to enjoy. Uh, that went to immediate use and were very delicious. So that was so cool. And then Angie, Angie's yeah. an amazing artist. If you want to check out some of her art, she's at Art of a Lonely Potato. And, um, she gave us caricatures of, uh, D, Lex, and I all in the Bob's Burger style. Yes. That and was she, so great. It was so great. And it's just so on point. Perfect, perfect match. And she has a, an, a, an amazing style of her own too. So definitely check that out. Art of a Lonely Potato on Instagram. And, uh, Gabby and Denise, they have a project as well. Cositas Al Punto on Instagram. So check them out. I know we've bought that up there on our Instagram too. So, uh, thank you ladies for listening and, uh, just backing us all this time. We really appreciate you. Yeah. 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 We really appreciate <laughs> it. Um, the, sorry, there was a delay. Yeah. The best. Right on. <laughs> Let's get into the show. Yeah. Okay, I added... I didn't know if you saw this. I just wanted to add it here. That Taika... Um, Taika was making Thor Love and Thunder with Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about his Star Wars movie. Did you hear about this? You know, I don't think I did. Fill me in. He said, he literally said, Natalie, what's next? Like, and he, he's like, he, this is what he says. And I said, I'm trying to work on a Star Wars thing. Have you ever wanted to be in a Star Wars movie? <laughs> and she said, I've been in Star Wars movies. And he went, I forgot about those. Oh, my he God. He legitimately forgot that <laughs> Natalie Portman was one of the stars of the prequel trilogy. Wow. He forgot about the prequel trilogy. And and he was like he was like asking Natalie Portman if she basically wanted to be in his Star Wars movie because he started thinking of her for it. And she's like, I don't think that's going to work because 
<laughs> Unless they have flashbacks to Padme, I don't think you're going to make that work, Taika. Well, first of I, all, I got to say. It's legitimately one of my favorite stories I've seen in a while because it was just so wonderfully hilarious. If she's ever wondered if she was perfectly cast before, now there's no doubt because she was about to be cast again. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty great right there. Secondly, Taika Waititi has incredible taste. Because he was going to put her in a Star Wars movie. And you know what? Sight unseen, absolutely no knowledge of what she'd done before. I would love to see Natalie Portman in a, yeah. in a Star Wars film. I think she'd be excellent in that in that role. Uh, in the modern oh, Star Wars I fair. I buy that ticket immediately. Yes. You know? I'm very excited for Thor. I'm scared to go to the movies because I'm scared of getting COVID again. Yeah. But other than that, you know... I really want to see it. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was kind of, I was kind of half joking with you earlier, but I feel like, is it possible you're still under the uh, the effects of the antibodies and you're like still invincible? Well, well, what's fun is I read this article that was talking about how if you get it again, it's actually worse, and <laughs> the more times you get it, the worse your symptoms are and more likely to kill you, Holy which shit. is fantastic. Yeah, Man. I don't know how accurate that is, but that scared the shit out of me. No, I can understand that. I was like, that. is this one of my nine lives? Did I, did I X one of them out? Am I, do I have the little Jumanji shit on my arm where I lose a life every time? <laughs> Holy shit, man. You got HP all the way down to 60 or something like that. You got to get, you got to get a, a one up or something. Come on, get in there. Yeah. I don't know how accurate that was. Please do not. Take that as do your own research. I haven't even fully researched that. What I'm saying is the reason that I, I oh am, God. I'm straight up saying that I have not done the proper research on this. I have just scared myself like a cat who sees its own tail and is like, what the fuck is that? Like, no, now I'm envisioning I, you sitting in front of an American flag smoking a cigar while you're giving this information. Yeah. Don't yeah. take my word for it. Do your own research. But I've read an article. <laughs> <laughs> Do your own research. Like, I just look like Dale Gribble. Like, I'm just done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I'm very scared to, to do things like that. Yeah. No, um, I feel that. Because it's two plus hours in a closed room and that with other people, other humans. And that just scares me. And I really think I, I, when I look back, I think I got COVID from the flight, the airplane Mm -hmm. um, that I got on. Like the timing seems about right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, man, like if I had rich duck money, I would absolutely rent out a theater and go see Thor love and thunder because it's that type of movie. That I would want yeah, to see on same. a big screen. I would, con- I would totally contribute to that. Like, if I, if we had enough safe people doing that. But it's one of those things, too, I have to think about my dad, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, Regardless true, of whether I can actually be symptomatic and, symptomatic and showing the infection, like, am I going to bring something home? I, I have to, like, I don't, I don't want to, you know, harm Kayla in that way. Like, you know, I just, I have to think about other people with that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm glad you're making your decisions like that 
you know, instead of just like, fuck it, I'm living my life, you know, that I appreciate I mean, that. as much as I have that desire, and I'm not living my life out of fear, it's not like I don't go places and don't right, do right. things. I do, but, I, but you know, there's a difference in my mind, and this might be incorrect, I don't know, but, like, there seems to be a difference in my mind of being masked up and going to, like, a record store or, you know, popping up a Target or something like that, doing those daily things and things I enjoy and then sitting for two plus hours in an enclosed space with other people who likely won't be wearing masks. Yeah. And I mean, you've mentioned before too, this isn't like a new thing of, of you being wary of germs and everything like that. You've, you've been like that. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's not, yeah. it's not like this is a sudden overcompensation, but you know, there is more chance of people getting shamed who are previously hypochondriacs, which is kind of fucked up. You know, like you've always yeah. felt this way, but now the rest of the world is catching up, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was it, what's funny is even with COVID being what it is, it was still worse when I was younger in a pre-COVID world. Mm. That's what's really weird. Like, like it was. I, and maybe because I went through what I went through when I was younger, like, it, it allowed me to be able to adapt to this a little bit easier and it not be as hard on me. It was hard. Obviously, it's hard on all of us. But, you know, I look back at how I was, you know, as a teenager versus now, and it was, it was you know, way worse then. Yeah. As far as like fear controlling my life and stuff like that. And then the world was like, oh, no, 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 you're, you're validated. Come back here. Come back here. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, hey, <laughs> some of that stuff is like pretty valid. And I was like, okay, cool. It's like Han Solo. So it's all I true. I my hands. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I wash my hands every time I come home now. That, yeah. I don't think that habit's ever break now. Like, that's that was not a thing I did every single time I came home hmm. before COVID. Yeah, I, I I think you're right. I do that too. Actually, like my hands are super dry all the time now because I wash them mm -hmm. so much, and that's just not going away. Or if I don't, if I can't like wash them, I will you know sanitize them. But typically, I like to fully wash my hands mm -hmm. when I come home from being out wherever I go. I've noticed even when I'm in the car, like earlier I you know, drove Kayla somewhere. We were just running an errand. I didn't go inside. She went inside. So I didn't go in anywhere. And when I got home, I wanted to wash my hands. Like I, I, I wash my hands. It's just like a habit. Personal hygiene corner segment. Hey fellas, you ever wash your hands and not feel that fresh or they feel a little too dry? Get yourself some of that, like, you know, aloe based, uh, you know, soap. Mm, make yeah. you feel all self and your significant other will appreciate it. Wink. And a little hygiene sidebar, white people listening. <laughs> you have to wash your legs. Oh, God. You do. Yes. The fact true. that some of you think you don't frightens me. <laughs> I That has never left my brain since I found that out via Twitter. Oh, I'm but sorry. Some white people don't think they need to wash their legs and feet. What is going on with you wash your body and depending on what region you're listening in wash your body wash it i don't care either just way do it <laughs> just get them legs clean that's that all we not, have that's not optional no not that's at all not an optional like like what are you thinking 
anyway. All right, let's get into the fun shit. So, Stranger yeah. Things. Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2 just wrapped up. And we're not going to give spoilers or anything like that. Yeah. But what did you think? Of... I loved it. Okay. All right. Where would you rank it as far as the seasons go? Okay. So that's hard because I want to go back and rewatch them. I really do. I felt that desire both times, like in part one and part two. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and rewatch it. This is pretty fucking high. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kayla made a good point about the... Um, I don't want to get into spoilers. There's a little bit of a jump at the end. Okay. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Of yeah. like time. Mm-hmm. And that felt, she said that felt like a little bit of a, a cop out. And mm. I agree with that. Okay. Um, and then I think they could have, <laughs> I think they could have made some different choices about who they harm or kill or, you know, put in danger. Let's let's put everything in that, you know, broad category. Okay. I think they could have made some different choices. Yeah. But I enjoyed I enjoyed the hell out of it. I can't wait for the next season, you know, forty years from now. I wish because I know they're always hurting for content when they when they try to like hype mm-hmm. people up for Stranger Things, the next season coming out, it's usually like an ad campaign. Like um, yeah. I think season three they partnered with Coca-Cola, and this season they partnered yeah, they, they partnered with Domino's. Yeah. And they they always have some like really cheesy ad campaign that goes along with it, or some very blatant product placement. Um, and it almost takes you out of it. But then if you look at it through the lens of oh no, this is supposed to be like an '80s movie type vibe, that it's mm-hmm. like oh no, that's perfect. That would absolutely happen in an '80s film where they would just lovingly stare at a bottle of coca-cola for like five seconds yeah absolutely so there's that but i feel like after that jump that you spoke of yeah like that epilogue would have made an excellent youtube exclusive or something um to get you hyped for the next season so what confuses me about that is apparently they're going to jump ahead in time. Now see, yeah, that doesn't make any sense based on where they left us. Right. They're they're talking about doing a two-year time jump. That's wild. To I guess to accommodate for the age of the kids, and I'm like, you're already in weird territory. I don't understand that. Like, <laughs> right. don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know the Duffer brothers are in demand. They have a lot going on. I, I was uh, going to share a story here about another project they have a little bit later. But, yeah, I mean, if you don't know where the story's going, like, basically I read um, that they're not going to start writing it until a couple months from now, the the next season, season five, uh, which will be the final season. They have planned it. Yeah, they have, like, done the outline, but no, they don't have the scripts. Yeah, and I mean, just based on where they left some of these characters, the... um, the intensity, the uh, the drama is not going to be there if they do this mm-hmm. time jump because some things are going to naturally resolve themselves. Why weren't Why weren't they writing all of these back to back and then filming all of them back to back? That's exactly right. I know. And they're plus, about twenty twenty four. With how popular these kids are, they're in demand. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially um, what's her face. You know, uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. She's yeah, she was in a Godzilla film, for goodness sakes. Come on. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> it's kind of hindering their careers too, right? Because it stalls them from doing other things for a few years yeah. as well. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I just don't get it. I don't understand why they've chosen to take so much time in between seasons. But I will say this. I admire the fact that they broke up season four a little bit to give the first half time to breathe. And when I say first half, it was like, what, six episodes? But some well, they, of them were super They didn't super-sized. actually do that. They they weren't done with CGI. Oh, I they see. They were literally CGIing the morning it was released. Wow, that's incredible. There's some apparently there was a, a time there where you could have seen a little bit of sketchier CGI kind of thing if you watch it at a certain time. Wow. Okay. So yeah, they weren't done yet. I wanna <laughs> I wanna shed a special light on Winona Ryder. Because for the first, well, I'll say everything except season one. So for season two and three, I felt like she didn't really have anything to do. And in this season, they gave her her own storyline, her own mission. And she was the hero or the protagonist, I'll say, of this story. And it felt necessary. And I really appreciated that because it actually gave us a chance to enjoy the actress that Winona Ryder is and and see her go on this adventure. I mean, yeah, her role in the first season was incredible, too, though. It was. Yeah. That's why I went back and changed that, because that set the tone. Yes, there was a little bit of a stall there for her, I would say, based off of like the storylines and stuff. Not necessarily bad, just different paths. Um, but that first season, she's the only one that believes in the Upside Down or whatever's happening to Will. She's the only one that believes he's still alive, right. basically, of adults and, and main people. Um, and she never gives up on him. And that's like her story was incredibly powerful in the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so that, that like that. But what I like about that is that is it continues in this new season that kind of comes around with the Hopper story as well. Like yeah. it's the same thing. She's bringing that same energy. I really enjoyed, you know, this season. I want to say like it's my favorite season after the first season, basically. Uh, yeah, I can absolutely see that. I need to rewatch and like to say for sure. But but it's it's great. It's really yeah. fucking great. It hits the ground running and it does not stop. You know, it's yep. just like nonstop action. Uh, there's a little bit of character building in there, of course, because you got to. But there's not a lot of just sitting around and just waiting. Like everything is right. just like urgent. And if there's a storyline that you're following and you want to see what's going to happen, it's almost like they can read your mind and they just snap right back to it. Like, OK, this is what's going on over here. Right. right. Now. But there was a lot to choose from. You know, my only, 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 only like my biggest, I'll say my biggest complaint is Lucas mm-hmm. Lucas is kind of I don't know I didn't like the way they they wrote his character this season too much you know I think they had him get a little lost and yeah I think that was an interesting choice it wasn't necessarily a popular choice right I mean you know he's he's kind of been a stalwart he's been like the the um, the dependable one of the group uh, mm-hmm. throughout this whole thing and they I guess they wanted to add a little bit more drama to his character but yeah, I you know so. it. Yeah, I didn't want them. I didn't want them to let him lose what he had in order to be more interesting. You know, if that makes sense. No, no, no. That that totally makes sense, and I understand that, and I think that's a valid valid critique of the show. 
What I didn't this know. This season. Oh, I mean. What I didn't mm. know, and what I found out recently, after reading various uh, interviews with David Harbour, is that David Harbour is married to pop star mm-hmm. Lily Allen, mm-hmm. and they got married in 2020. How about that? Yeah, they did. Yeah. That's a super cute coupling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they. I think they're, they're kind of, like, they're not private in the sense that they never talk about each other, but I do think they're kind of private in that way of, like, yeah, you don't really know that they're a couple. I think that's a good thing in, in Hollywood circles, though. Right, right. A lot of people don't even know that her brother is uh, Alfie Allen, who was in, of course, yeah. uh, Game of Thrones and a lot of other crap, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, John Wick, he was in that. <laughs> But yeah, the Iron Greyjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I remember reading that and being like, "Wait, wait, wait! That's her brother? Yeah. What the fuck? Like that <laughs> that that messed with me a lot." <laughs> but yeah, Stranger Things was fantastic. I loved it. Um, I have seen some critiques of it, like on TikTok and stuff, that have been interesting. Sometimes I agree, sometimes I don't agree. You know, but I I like the discourse. It's just frustrating that we're going to have to wait so long to get the next season. Right, right. I am glad. It doesn't seem like there's anything necessarily that the Internet has glommed on to as like, oh, you know, this is going to be the thing that we complain about for, you know, right. the next year right. or so. Or, you know, this this girl character didn't I really. I haven't noticed anything. No, it seems like everybody's like really supportive of all the actors and actresses. So that's good to see. Um, yeah. Yeah. The girl that played Sam. Oh, my God. She's amazing. She's so good. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, such a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I enjoyed that a lot. I thought that was, it was a great, great use of my time to watch that show. The episodes were super long, like, and they, yeah, they were ever feel like it was unwelcome, you know? No, I thought it was really well paced. Me too. Like, the episodes were really long, especially the last last one, but it's like it didn't feel too long. You know, it felt right. like you just wanted to keep going. Yeah, yeah. And I know I mentioned this earlier. Uh, the Duffer Brothers are also working on another project for Netflix. As a matter of fact, they are uh, adapting <laughs> the manga Death Note. Once again, so Death Note is interesting. This is the only manga that I was ever like forced to read type oh, of situation. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, it's a fairly it's a fairly popular one. So I should clarify that. I just couldn't get into it. You know. So yeah, I totally get that just too like because comic. as a as a first manga, as as that being like you know the the one that somebody tries to use to hook you, that's a difficult mm-hmm. sell because there's a lot of there's a lot of what I talked about I, I, I didn't see in uh, Stranger Things, which is a lot of waiting around and a lot of just exposition. Yeah. You know, and when you yeah. read a manga, especially one that's got like fucking kick ass looking monsters, Shinigami mm-hmm. on the cover like that, you expect them to do something besides standing around eating apples. I totally get that. But, but if you are, you know, deep in the manga game and you're just looking for something to be, you know, an engaging story. Uh, long commitment, that sort of thing. Death Note is definitely the one. So, uh, Death Note has been adapted a couple of times now. Once as uh, successfully as an anime, uh, but they've also tried live action versions of it before. So, one of which, uh, cast, uh, Willem Dafoe as, uh, Ryuk 
and he's that big monstrous looking uh, Shinigami. Oh God! Yeah, so that was that was actually that produced up. by Netflix. Um, so this is going to be Netflix's second time trying to make a live action version of this uh, of this manga. So and it's, it's going to be a TV series this time. I believe so. Yeah. So uh, yeah, television series adapt adaptation of Nat the renowned. Wolf was in this. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. Do people like this? No, that's the thing too. <laughs> when manga, <laughs> when uh, when manga is adapted <laughs> to live action, it's usually um, shit upon. Basically, the fan base does not like that. Uh, yeah. The ones that, that come to mind, of course, this Full Metal Alchemist. Um, it pains me to say it, but Cowboy Bebop, people didn't like that one either. I thought it was okay, but yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of people were disappointed. Um, and it's it's because when they when they make things live action, they're not faithful to the source material. They try to update it, you know, out of necessity because right. sometimes the source material is too old and they use outdated terms or actions or something like that that wouldn't fly. <laughs> with a live action. Don't they frequently project. whitewash things as well? Yeah, that happens sometimes too. Or, you know, they go the opposite direction where they cast, uh, you know, people of color in those roles. And mm-hmm. the other side of Twitter doesn't Ugh. like that too much. They don't give a fuck about them. Can't but, fucking win. Well, yeah. You cannot win. So <laughs> they're going to try. Uh, the guys from Stranger Things, the Duffer Brothers, are going to try. And uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, this isn't the only live-action manga or live-action adaptation of a manga that uh, Netflix has in the works. They're also doing One Piece as well, which I'm not too familiar with. And it being 200-some-odd chapters, um, I think we're safe. I think people (laughs) who were there for the beginning probably, uh, hopefully, have matured enough to just kind of let it ride and let somebody else enjoy Oof. it. Hopefully. That is a lot of faith in people mm. that uh, I'm, I am not quite sure I have at the moment. <laughs> you, you go. Yeah. Coco, we'll you know? see. We'll see how it goes. So at the other yeah. complete other end of the spectrum, I understand that uh, you and Kayla are marathoning another show. We are Kayla has never seen Mad Men. What? Like, which we have talked about my favorite show, basically, of all time. <laughs> um, so we have been barreling through that, basically. Started it over the 4th of July break and um, have now finished season two. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Right along. Okay. Well, I mean, it's really the only thing we've been watching. So after work, you know, we'll start watching it and... Yeah. 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 She I, think, I think that's how I did it, too. Like, I, I let maybe three or four seasons of it pass, and then they put it on Netflix, and I started watching it there. Mm-hmm. And I got hooked on it, and it's like, okay, great. When's the next season? And it was like a two-year gap or something. Yeah. You yeah. know? So. It's it's still, I mean, it holds up, man. It's so good. Um, we are watching it on DVD, though, because it's streaming on Amazon, but that's with ads. And oh, no. Like, mm, no. Yeah, it's a, it's an ad thing now with like uh like a, you have to buy AMC Plus to get it ad free oh, or something. Oh, that's lame. And I'm like, nah, but I have the Blu-rays, so. You know. AMC needs to stop trying to make their streaming service happen and just like you know link up with somebody else. Link up no, with Paramount. I, I agree. 
Come on, guys. So, no, I'm glad you're watching it, though. There's so many good moments. That show is so beautifully shot. And, it, and it. it's one of those I do like to revisit, you know. Yeah. Um, every year or so. <laughs> like, <laughs> roughly. Which might seem excessive, but eh, whatever. I am not about to talk about it obsessive because, as mentioned last episode, I am knee-deep in an office rewatch, but this time the Superfan episodes. So, yeah. There's oh, a, yeah. You're still in that. Still on that. That's good. <laughs> I tell you, it's it's almost abrupt. Those Superfan episodes, how they just slide in the bonus material. Uh-huh. Um, they try to make it seem organic, and it, it 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 is in a certain way, but, man, it's just like... You can see exactly why they took that out. Like, that just kind of stops the mm. whole plot. Like, okay. Yeah. And next scene. Deleted, <laughs> deleted scenes are usually deleted for a reason. Yep, yep. You got to trust the process. <laughs> but yeah. what's 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 Kayla's take on that, man? Is she enjoying it? She is, yeah. Good. Betty's her favorite character so far. Okay, okay. Which I, I know that Betty can be a polarizing character, so I love that for her. I love that she's already embraced the Betty. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, she's she pulled it off. I mean, you know, love her or hate her. She pulled off that character. Well, that's what we were talking about earlier, how like literally no one else could play all of these parts. Right. Mm-hmm. Like every actor is cast so perfectly on Mad Men. Absolutely. You can't imagine anyone else playing any of the characters. No. I mean, especially Don. I mean, that is John Hamm. There's no yes, one else. Absolutely. No yeah. one else could play him. No one. So. Have I talked to you about the Orville yet on the I show? I <laughs> don't remember if we've talked about it on the show. I okay. know that you've gotten into this. I have. I've yeah. gotten into it in a big way. And it, it's in a way that I did not expect to get into it. So for those that don't I've know. I've heard good things about it. You know, like, I, this doesn't surprise me. I have too, but it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, how is this possible? <laughs> How in the world can this be a good show? Because right. it's supposed to be like, you know, a, um, a love note to Star Trek, specifically the next generation, you know, in a cheeky sort mm-hmm. of way. It's made by the guy who created Family Guy and American Dad, yeah. you know, so it's going to be kind of like, oh, it's going to be raunchy. It's going to be, you know, just goofy. No, man, Seth mm-hmm. MacFarlane, I don't know if he's matured or if he's always just kind of had this this drive in his back pocket to really just you know give his all for Mm -hmm. star trek like this um i think i've seen the first like two episodes okay okay because i like i do like i mean yes it's raunchy it's whatever but i have liked his stuff in the past i think i gave it a shot you know in the beginning yeah yeah and i mean it's um I feel like it, it stems both from Seth MacFarlane's love of Star Trek and his love of just space in general. Because mm-hmm. if you remember, and I, I, I was reminded of this recently myself, he was actually uh, behind Fox bringing back Cosmos, the one that they did with uh, yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, I remember that vaguely. Yeah, yeah. I, it was It was on primetime television, and it was because, like, he fought hard to get that back on TV. Like it mm-hmm. was a passion project for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Orville was too, I guess, because not only is, is the he, Orville still on, it is. However, uh, it's moved from Fox to Hulu. Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. So now they have, you know, more leeway with what they can do. And you would think going from Fox to Hulu, they would be like, okay, all bets are off. We're going to drop F-bombs now. There's going to be nudity, blah, blah, blah. No, no. These stories are more mature. And I got to I gotta give you a little taste of what I'm talking about here, right? So um, mm-hmm. it, in, it's weird because it's one of those ripped from the headlines sort of things. So this most recent episode, um, you know, in, in the news, in the real world, we've heard about uh, China wanting to go to the moon and how mm-hmm. they want to set up camp on the dark side of the moon because nobody else is over there. And, you know, uh, of course, everybody's concerned about that because we don't have any monitoring equipment over there and we can't see what they're doing over there, you know, or mm-hmm. something to that effect. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a lot, <laughs> but literally on the episode that just aired this week, they went to earth i'll just say that i don't want to give away too much of the plot but they went to earth okay and in order to evade tracking they hid on the dark side of the moon right Mm -hmm. so that's just a a minor thing but other topics that have been addressed gender identity homophobia racism all of this stuff that was so topical at the time that the original star trek came out that gene roddenberry was passionate about including in this show you know just to to shine a a light to put a mirror up to the viewers so they have to like think about like hey this is my world these are this is going on today you know this isn't just sci-fi this is going on today that sort of thing that's happening on the orville and it surprises me so much in a good way it's moving and wonderful yes and it's not only that it's not only the topical stuff it's entertaining as fuck it (laughs) It says that your heartstrings, they they pay off storylines that they've planted like from the first season on. And I think the reason that they feel the need to pay off these storylines is because they were on Fox and they know shows on Fox don't last very long. Right. <laughs> so they do, knew they had to do it. Yeah. Do you think it like kind of captures that spirit of Star Trek that you were talking about more than like the Star Trek new adaptations i think i think it captures the spirit more because it's not set up you know for for everything star trek does great Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's a franchise Mm -hmm. you know it has to live up to certain expectations it has to hit certain buttons to be a star trek show it's got to make the right sound effects it's got to have the um the characters have to be in the right time you know if if you have a show with spock he has to act a certain way he has to learn a certain lesson so we're serving a lot of different masters there especially with strange new world while it's a visually captivating show we know what happens to captain pike we know what happens with spock you know so it's not like they can really break new ground there with discovery yes they also address a lot of those hot button issues that i mentioned but they do it in such a heavy-handed way Mm-hmm. A lot of times that the viewers understandably feel like they're being lectured and okay. that's yeah. not fun. You know, they introduce a lot of great stuff on that show. They have Tig Notaro in the cast, which is always a great thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, a lot of that stuff just comes over so heavy handed. I can understand it throwing a lot of people off, you know, because it is like melodrama. Yeah. But this show, the music plays a big part you know, a big part of it too. And it's just got such a sense of, of, of hope and whimsy and optimism as well as like 
trying to say, hey, you know, we can we can make things work if we all kind of fucking figure it out this way. I I yeah. admire that. I admire that that pseudo not pseudo. It's it's real optimism, you know. Yeah, and it seems like it's his passion project, right? Like yeah. he's you know, he's very like he he left um family guy and stuff to do this yeah if i'm not mistaken he left family guy a while ago like i didn't realize he had stepped away from the creating of it i watched an interview with him as well and he was like yeah basically you know i left family guy to work on american dad full-time uh back in 2006 or something Oh Um, and he just voices the characters with very little input on the story you know but he put it in good hands and then he left American Dad and then he left uh, the other show, Cleveland show, of course. But that kind of left him because I got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. But he, I mean, he just was like, look, I need to clear my plate because I want to make this Star Trek homage. And he did. Yeah, I I, I want to visit that. Like, I, like I said, I've watched an episode or two. And it was kind of a background. Uh, I'm just going to throw this on because it's on Hulu kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that was a couple years ago. I think when it first started, I don't remember when it first started, but anyway, so yeah, I need to, I need to go back and revisit that at some point. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I, I know how you feel because sometimes, you know, those, those shows are big ideas. You feel like really, should I really invest my time in this? And that happens a lot to me with the NBC stuff that comes mm-hmm. out, you know, like the show, uh, La Brea, like, wow, that is an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Will this show get a second season? Sure that's, enough. That's so frustrating. Yeah, it, it is. And I want to give it that time to get that second season for me to really, you know, figure out if I should invest my time or not. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, yes, that is an interesting idea. I want to know how it turns out. I want to know if they have a plan in place. Oh, it got canceled after one. Cool. I didn't waste my time, you know. Right. So. And Fortunately, then, yeah, it it becomes a like chicken or the egg situation where you're like, oh, you're not contributing to the show getting picked up again, but you're also not losing out on a storyline because it got canceled. Right, right. But fortunately, you know, I can report and say your your investment in these stories, your investment in this time on the Orville, it does pay off. So yeah, yeah. And it sounds like it's finding a good home at Hulu. So hopefully that works out for them too. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I want to see much more of this. Yeah. So anyway, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a show on FX, uh, which is also uh, one of those Hulu partnerships called The Old Man. Have you heard of this one? No. Um, I have watched some of the like FX partnership shows. Like I, we just watched Under the Banner of Heaven right before um, this one, and that one was fucking nuts. Mm. Like that that show was great. Um, but no, I so I saw promotions for this while we were watching that show. So, like, but I haven't seen it. Dee and I have been watching it. It's four episodes in, and I'm digging it so far. It's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's well done. Um, it's got Jeff Bridges, Amy Brenneman, who I'm not sure if you're familiar with, but we just saw her in Heat as well. And you know, it, when you see her, you'll recognize her immediately. She was in um, mm-hmm. she was in Leftovers too. Yeah, you'll yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Lithgow, who is at his most Lithgow on this show. And, of course, uh, Aaliyah Shawkat from um, many, many things. But Arrested Development comes to mind immediately. Arrested Development's probably the most famous thing. Yeah, yeah. But everybody's bringing their A-game on this show. So, basically, Jeff Bridges is um, kind of a John Wick-ish character. 
Mm-hmm. Of course, he's at the uh, the twilight of his life, and uh, uh, business picks back up, and uh, he's not quite ready for that. So we're we're watching that whole thing play out, and we're learning more about him as we go along. But it's uh, it's an intriguing show, and it's um uh, you know it's a slow burn, but it's really really well done, I think. <laughs> That's cool. I'll have to yeah. check that out. <laughs> is it week to week? Yeah, it is. So because it's FX, that makes sense. Yeah, so the fourth one, they're up to four right now. So if you want to give it yeah. some time to kind of like cook, <laughs> I do recommend uh, Under the Banner of Heaven to you and D. Oh yeah, I think you guys would really enjoy that. And it's like you know seven episodes and done or something like that. Mm, okay, okay, we'll check that out. Yeah. Um, something else that caught my eye, and I've heard a lot of great things about it, but I've only seen it peripherally. The Bear. Which is um yeah a lot yeah. of people are praising that one I want to check it out yeah it's about a uh, a beef shop in Chicago I guess and um it gets a little intense in there from what I saw so yeah um I was kind of I kind of saw like a trailer for it but I don't, I don't really know too much about it other than it's got the kid from Shameless in it kid I, he's like two years younger than me but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, he was a kid when Shameless started, so yeah. in my brain, he's still kind of a kid. <laughs> Even though that was like fucking 12 years ago. <laughs> That's all right. But yeah, it's getting yeah. well-reviewed. Uh, a lot of people like it. Um, so yeah, I, I figured I'm going to check that out. Yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, same here. All right, let's end it with this. We're going to talk about a little bit of your favorite subject here, Bunker Media mm-hmm. Appreciation. So I saw this story today, and I immediately thought of you, because it Mm -hmm. says here that Sony's PlayStation Store is pulling access to purchased Studio Canal movies next month. So if you bought a Studio Canal movie through Sony's PlayStation Store, which they were hyping up so much at Mm -hmm. one point, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, if you want to see movies, if you want to see TV shows, just go ahead and buy them through us, guys. It's Mm -hmm. fine. It'll be here. But no, it ain't there no more. It's going away. Nope. It's fucked up. I don't trust it. Mm -mm. I don't trust that digital media one bit. No, no. If movies everywhere guns goes under, I'm screwed because that's the majority. I I view it as a rental service. I do not view it as owning anything. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rental service. That's why I've probably bought like three digital things like that in my life. Selected films produced by Studio Canal include Mm. Universal Soldier, Basic Instinct, Mm. Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Stargate, Free Willy, Falling Down, which is probably, you know, not as great watching it modern times now. Right. And and look, regardless of what movies are on that list, it's the principle of it that's really fucked up. Right. Like it could, you know, you could look at that list and go, eh, whatever. I don't need to worry about that because I don't care about those particular. But like, it's really fucked up that you quote unquote buy a thing and you don't actually own it. Right. You know. And that's, it's all there in the fine print. Up. It's all there in the fine yeah. print, so it's all above board. They have the right to do yeah. this the day you bought it. They could have taken yeah. it away and been like, oh, oop, we lost, we lost the license. Don't know what to tell you. Absolutely. But you know, they gave you several years. I can't think of anybody who has a collection of films on the PlayStation store that they've purchased because they were that tied to the PlayStation brand. Like, this is the only thing I need. I have PlayStation. 
they so are going to give the good me what news. I need. Like, yes. That's the good news is that it hopefully won't affect a lot of people. It fucking sucks for the people it does affect, though. True. And it makes me concerned for the larger scale of, like you said, when we when Movies Anywhere goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've <laughs> moved away from physical media too much. Are we not going to have copies of things? You know, I just I don't know. I, I don't like it personally. If I really love something like I bought, you know, like I talked about how much I love the Batman I bought the fucking Blu-ray for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I saw a story the other day. This just reminded me as well. Uh, this is coming from Cinema Blend. The disappearing HBO Max content may be the start of bigger changes. So this conversation mm-hmm. came up uh, when I was talking to a friend of mine. And he was saying, hey, I really want to see the entire run of episodes of regular show. Mm-hmm. Where can I go to see it? I'm like, oh, well, you know, HBO Max. HBO is owned by Warner. Warner owns Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. They have a whole Cartoon Network section. It should be on HBO Max. Guess what? No. HBO mm-hmm. Max only has the first three seasons of regular show. There are eight seasons. And they've only got three. Why? Hulu. Hulu has all eight seasons somehow. Ah. Yeah. It must be an old... Um contract type of situation until it reverts back to warner it must be but odd things have been disappearing from hbo max lately such as Mm -hmm. shows like snowpiercer which is a fairly recent release that that's uh still on the air on the air listen to me (laughs) right (laughs) that's still coming on yeah it breaks that like trust that you have with it, right? And that makes you go, oh, maybe I should have a bunker copy. I just think if you really love particular shows, <laughs> just like, I don't know, consider investing in a physical copy. It can't yeah. hurt, really. It's just these streaming services have dangled this carrot of you can have access to everything. You know? Yeah, and it doesn't mean you have to get rid of the streaming service. It's still great. Like, I still use Netflix all that all the time. Sure. Um, but... It's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, but like right now, Mad Men isn't streaming without ads anywhere. So I'm just going to watch my Blu-rays. But folks, the time of feeling guilty about sharing logins is is well past. (laughs) So, you know, there... Does anyone feel guilty about sharing logins? I I certainly hope not. I really hope not, because... There is no value in your loyalty when it comes to all that. Of our shit. You know. Yeah. So please, by all means, share the love, share the wealth. You know, within moderation. You don't want to mm-hmm. get you know too crazy with it, but yeah, have fun. All the homies on my Hulu. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and now there's a spy plane flying over me. Oh no. Ooh, fun. <laughs> They're coming for you. They found oh, you no. finally. I was. I was. I was offended. When I looked into the sky on the 4th of July and I saw by the lakefront, there was a biplane going by. This sounds like a poem, Jesus. Um, (laughs) But behind that biplane was a poster Mm -hmm. for DC Comics Justice League Super Pets starring Kevin Hart. (laughs) No. See, it it would have been perfect if it didn't have Kevin Hart involved. That's right. And then... Later on that day, delivered to my home was an Amazon box, and in that box was some laundry detergent. But on that box... Oh, yeah. They've been decking out those boxes. I've gotten some of those, too. DC Justice League Super Pets starring Kevin Hart and The Rock. 
Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. It looks, it looks fucking cute, though. It does. It really it does. does. I'll probably watch it when it comes home, but I ain't yeah. going to the show to see that. I'll let the kids see that. Did you hear about this trend? And I, I, I know I said we'll end it here, but I'm feeling very Baptist ministry right now. I'm, I'm dragging out my sermon. Um, did you see this trend that's going on of uh, people dressing up to go see the new Minions movie? Yeah, it's like a meme thing or something, or maybe it's, it's a TikTok thing. To, <laughs> to, to paraphrase the, the news, they call it the gentle Minions trend. Right, and they're banning kids from dressing up in like suits to go see minions. <laughs> right, which I I would think and that like if... minions is like breaking records of like doing so well, and they're like, uh, I mean, it was gonna do well because it's a kids movie, but holy shit. Yeah, that minions franchise has legs. I know we were joking around about it last it episode, but it's got legs because it does. The kids yeah. who grew up with it have disposable income now, you know. And, oh uh, God, that's true. They're Aww. loving it. They're fucking loving it, man. So <laughs> when did the first Despicable Me come out? Jesus Christ! <laughs> but the thing is, right? Like, I don't understand why movie theaters are banning the kids coming dressed up in suits and everything. You would think they'd be well behaved, right? Yeah. But maybe they're like talking back to the screen. Um, I think Rocky Horror just, style. I think it's just like a lot of theaters also just scared of teenagers like and there's groups of them and they're like why are they in suits what are they planning <laughs> what are they planning like, oh my god the first despicable me came out in 2010 it's 12 years old wow yep disposable income <sighs> hate it here miranda cosgrove was in this film amazing as a child <laughs> i'm ancient please let me retire <laughs> to my deathbed. Well, All right, folks. Away. Well, thank you for sticking with us, and we hope that you are enjoying your summer, and we hope that uh, you feel appreciated during this uh, this listener appreciation month that we've been laying down on you here. Uh, there's more to come. You know, we've we've got a lot of great stuff up our sleeve. As always, feel free to join in the Discord. For those of you who support us on Patreon, you have the key that unlocks our Discord chat group where you can come and join in, hang out with us, have a good time. Now, with 50% more DPters. That's right. She's back on the mm -hmm. Discord, guys. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and also discussions about a Blade TV show, which I did not know existed. I but, love it when that okay. happens. I love when, like, you know, yeah. there's media that exists that you just have no concept of whatsoever, but it was a thing. How? It was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> discussions like that happen every day. That's right. Discord chat. That's right. And sometimes free movie codes. So stop by, get your stuff. Mm -hmm. Even though we sat here and bashed digital media for the past 20 minutes. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's free, so get hey, over it. It's you free. Know? Call it a free rental, like we said, right? Yeah. You're really joining to support the show and also be, you know, entertained by us via the Discord. And so. lavished with appreciation. So come yeah. by. Yes. Yeah. Maybe get some stickies. Some mm. little sticker stickers. Yeah, yeah. All right, folks. Thank you once again for listening. As always, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. Bye.